Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of PogRx, the only show on the internet that is going to make you a better gamer, but also make you better in other aspects of life, because who doesn't want to be the best one out there? Who doesn't want to always have the play of the game? I am your host, GamerDoc. Um, if in case you missed the first episode, go ahead and check it out. Anywhere podcasts are, we had Amon Green on, former pro bowler in the NFL, turned esports coach, making big changes up in Wisconsin that you will be hearing more from, especially in the esports industry. Today on our show, we have another incredible guest, Coach Taylor Johnson. He is an esports performance coach. He's one of the very best in what he does. Um, And we're going to talk today about one of the most important things you can do to get better, and that is optimize your training, right? If you want to be the best, it's not about just solo queuing for eight hours a day. It's not just about grinding out your favorite game. It's not about those overnight streams. That's actually not what is making you better, right? Work smarter, don't work harder. Work smarter, don't work harder. That is what we're going to talk about. And a lot of people use that phrase, use that buzzword frequently. But what does that actually mean? What does it mean to work smarter, especially in the context of esports. Esports is also super difficult because oftentimes if you're trying to be an esports athlete, you're trying to make it pro, you're not just an athlete, right? You're a content creator. And then you have other aspects of your life going on. You're trying to get fit because you're more in front of the public, right? You're trying to get fit. You're working on your skin. You're working on nutrition. You're working on diet. At the same time, you're balancing a family or friends and all at the same time, right? So you're not just juggling that esports athlete ball, you're starting to juggle multiple balls, right? You got the esports content creation ball, and you got the other ball, and then you got all of these things going at once. All right, if, if you're watching, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, I was just juggling like five balls at once, half of them were on fire. And when you start to add more things, the quality of the individual throws becomes less and less, right? So how do you maximize your time if you've only got four, five, six hours to train, if you've only got two hours to train, making the most out of that training is gonna be super important for you and that's what we're talking about today because it's not just about the solo cue, right? If you are gonna be a pro basketball player, you're not going up to pick up and going up to the park and playing eight hours a day. You're not doing that because it's not sustainable, right? It's not the most effective way to train but also you're gonna get burned out. Burnout is a huge, huge, huge aspect of esports performance right now because we're seeing athletes retire well before their prime. And yes, they're physically injured, but I believe a huge component of that is mental health and burnout. So focusing your training isn't just gonna make you a better athlete, but it's gonna make you be able to game longer. Because once you hit your prime, you don't want all of a sudden be like, ah, I guess my career's done because I'm 23 and I'm training too much. No, you gotta work on those skills now So when you hit 23, 24 esports old age, you're still grinding, you're still going, you're still crushing. We see this concept of maximizing your training in traditional sports a lot. If you're a pro athlete, you don't spend all your time on the court, you don't spend all your time on the field. They do other things, they show up early, they work with the trainers, they prevent injuries with things like e-stim, ice, cryotherapy, right? And then they go and do strength and conditioning, and then maybe they're gonna do VOD review one day, maybe they're gonna go out and work on individual skills. So what does that mean for esports? If you have just two hours to train, and I say train, when I say train, even if you're a casual gamer, I'm not just talking about the pros, right? I'm also talking about you because like we said before, we all wanna be better. We all wanna carry our team. 
So how do you maximize those two hours you have? Well, first and foremost, you gotta warm up. You gotta warm up. You gotta do stretches beforehand. You gotta get the blood flowing into that periphery. You gotta get the muscles warm, the enzymes functioning, the blood flowing. That's gonna make you better. But you also wanna warm up with specific drills. A big one that I always say is great is AIM Lab. You know, we're talking to the chief performance engineer at State Space. They make this beautiful product called AIM Lab. It's made by neuroscientists and it's designed to make you better. Right, that is the aim trainer that I recommend to everyone at the end of the day because the data you're getting out is gonna be better. The data that you use to perform is gonna be better. So working on aim in any component of gaming, it doesn't matter if you're in the FGC, it doesn't matter if you're playing Valorant, it doesn't matter if you're in Fortnite, aim is super important. Being able to click the enemy's head or click your units that you're engaging is gonna make you a better player. Working on aim training. So even if it's five minutes, right? You have two hours to play video games. The kids just went down to sleep. You got two hours before you're so tired you're gonna pass out because you gotta wake up at six o'clock to make them lunches or breakfast or whatever kind of food you're giving your kids. Take five minutes and work on aim. You don't have to spend 15 minutes. You don't have to spend 20 minutes. Take five minutes and work on your aim. If you're a pro, that might mean a little bit more time, right? You might want to spend a little bit more time working on the specifics. What are your weaknesses, right? Are you good at flicking, but you're good with tracking when they're, when you're, when they're further away? What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Work on both of those things because your strengths stay your strengths with practice and your weaknesses become your strengths with practice, right? So focusing on VOD review, watch yourself. When you mess up in a game, why did you mess up? Because if you don't know why, every time you sit down to play that video game, you're gonna make that same mistake over and over and over again. So watch your videos and see why you messed up. Similarly, you know, we don't all like watching ourselves when we mess up. We love watching ourselves on those highlight reels, on those clips, right? So when you're playing and you make a really good play, write down what time of the game that was and go back and take a look. What made it good? What conditions did you set up for yourself that made it good? Write that down. Write it down. I played well in that situation because I looked around while I was rotating. I turned around while I was rotating and I noticed something behind me. So I was more aware we weren't flanked, right? We weren't third partied in that battle. I was aware of that other team. Keep in mind the things you're doing to set yourself up for success. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, work on both, right? And also when you are training, if you have a limited time, making sure you're maximizing that. And that's what Coach Taylor is gonna talk about, hopefully, later in this episode. Because, you know, we see, we go to the gym and we see gym bros sitting around in their tank tops, right? Sitting on their phones for five minutes, 10 minutes before they do like one max push press. And then they put it, they grunt, they put it back down, right? And then they sit on their phones for five, 10 minutes. That's not maximizing training. You only need like three minutes between reps for your muscles to recover, and that's actually the best time, right? They're doing that not because they're maximizing their training, they're doing that so they don't have to go home and deal with their responsibilities. Don't be like those gym dude bros, right? No one wants to be like those gym dude bros. We wanna get in, we wanna get our work done, and we wanna move on with our lives. We're gonna maximize our gains. That's what this show is about. It's about maximizing our gains. So before we get to our guest, we're gonna give you your first PogRx of the day. This is gonna be one thing you can do right now, integrate it into your repertoire to make you a better gamer. Here's your first PogRx. Are you ready to find out how bad your gamer posture really is? Let's do a wall slide. First things first, stand upright against a wall with your bottom, back, and shoulders pressed firmly against that wall. 
Now what you're going to do is bring your arms up to a 90 degree angle like you're doing a really bad YMCA. Your arms should now be above you. Press the backs of your hands against the wall, 90 degrees between those elbows and those shoulders. And now sit there and wallow in your suffering. Hopefully you're doing that right now. Keep it going, keep flowing, keep seeing how that works for you while I intro our guest, Coach Taylor Johnson is just one of the best people in esports. If you don't know him, now you do get to knowing him because you're gonna learn incredible amounts from this person. He started out in traditional sports. He was the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the San Francisco 49ers before moving on and working with esports athletes. He now is an esports performance coach as well as the head performance engineer for State Space. Welcome to the show, Coach Taylor Johnson. Coach Taylor, welcome to the show. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours, following your progress through the esports industry with rapt attention. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Uh, so I'm going to start off with some softballs. I got some hard ones coming up, but, you know, I got to make the guests feel comfortable yeah. first. Yep. Um, so, the, you know, the, the theme of today's show is, is work harder, <laughs> work smarter, not harder. Um, so what are three things, a couple of things that you see esports athletes, gamers um, doing wrong that they can fix like immediately? Yeah, great question. And you kind of like with the little mix up in the beginning, I think oftentimes people think they need to work harder. So I think one of the big things is take stock of your strengths and then areas of improvement. I don't like to call them weaknesses because it doesn't necessarily, it's not a weakness. It's just an area that you could improve if it served you in your gameplay. So that's the first thing. Understand strengths and areas of improvement. The second is really understand when you're at your best, what environmental factors helped you get there. So if it's your sleep hygiene, if it's something you ate that day, and if there are consistencies in the things that you're doing throughout your day, you're like, huh, you take note, you're like, wow, I'm actually starting to feel really good on a consistent level. Take note of that because success will leave clues. So then you can start to piece together other components, which we can talk about a little bit later. The third, mm, sleep. Sleep. Just get more sleep. You know, I think it's um, it's free. <laughs> it's challenging. I get that. I mean, I struggle with my own sleep, you know, from, from time to time. But if you can really get your sleep to a place where you are sleeping consistently, where you wake up and you feel refreshed, I mean, that's a total game changer because your entire perspective and outlook on the world changes. So how you navigate your conversations, how you navigate your preparation for gameplay, how you navigate your debriefs, all of that starts to change. And then that kind of funnels into the, the planning and preparation, and then that funnels into just kind of like your overall lifestyle and how you approach it. I, whenever I talk to you, I always have so many notes after, like some for me, some for future ideas. I love that success leaves cues because sometimes I'm feeling like so good. I'm crushing work. I'm, I'm crushing whatever video game I'm playing. I'm, I'm, everything's coming out really well. And I'm always like, wow, this is great. But I'm never thinking to myself, what did I do to make that good? What did I do before I started feeling great? So going back and thinking about the stuff I did well is so easy because it's so easy to go back and be like, oh, this is what I did wrong. This is where I could improve. But thinking about the it's stuff- It's balancing that act. Yeah, I mean, that's all, like introspection is really important, right? So part of that too is, you know, it's not only the things that you're doing, it's also like, how are you showing up? Like, who are you being, right? So it's the attitude, it's the set, the mindset of a daily practice and intentionality behind what it is that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so really it starts with like knowing yourself and understanding it's okay, like, I mean, I'm a huge 
journal person. I love taking notes. I love setting intentions and declarations in the morning. Like, hey, I want my day to go like this. And then at the end of the day, I look back and say, okay, how'd I do? Did I fall from grace? If so, why? And then it becomes this practice of constant tinkering. It becomes you become your own science experiment, which is really fun. And then that kind of compounds over time. And then that just leads into, you know, minor shifts in how you show up and, and how you kind of set up your life towards that. That's like a really beautiful way to think, but it's also can be kind of terrifying because if there's always areas to improve, if, if you, if there are so many ways in which you can set yourself up for success, then it suddenly becomes, well, if I'm not succeeding, maybe I'm doing things wrong. And then you kind of, you can spiral if you have more of an anxious mindset. Um, yep. How do you, do you ever encounter players who, who think like that? How do you break that cycle? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First, I'd say like define success, right? Because that's a pretty, it could be vague and everybody, it's relative to everybody. So this kind of, again, comes back to, you know, what is it I'm going after? And let me work backwards from that. And so when you are goal setting and intention setting, it's a distinction between behaviors and outcomes. It's like, hey, I want to be the best gamer in the world, or I want to be, I want to become pro. Awesome. Now, what are the behaviors that then backtrack and funnel into that? And then you start to reverse engineer the practices that need to be true in order for that to happen. And so it becomes... Uh, more of a bite-sized chunk. It's like, hey, I want to become a pro gamer or join this pro team. Well, we know it's not going to happen tomorrow. It could, but most likely it won't. So it's how can you create bite-sized chunks? And then I like to operate and coach people on two-week cycles. So, hey, for two weeks, we're going to focus on this one thing. Maybe it's sleep. Okay, so we're realizing that like, hey, you know, you're waking up, you're staying up super late, you're waking up, you're groggy, you're rolling into scrims, you're not fresh. Okay, for the next two weeks, let's, let's change one thing about your sleep and let's see if we can get that consistent. And I think oftentimes, you know, to your point around, you know, not reaching that success or having those failures, first off, failure is fantastic. There is no failure, it's only feedback. And you can use that to kind of fuel the process. Uh, but what you do is you basically have those two-week cycles and you can say, okay, of my strengths and areas of opportunities, like we talked about earlier, what is the one thing that if I could get after this one thing, it'll make everything else just a little bit easier, hmm. right? So there's a great book by Gary Keller called The One Thing, and that's what he talks about. And he has these different seven different spheres of your life that you can actually go after. And so I would encourage you know players and coaches and organizations to say, 
okay, of these big buckets, these key areas in our organization or teams or myself as a player, what am I great at? What do I need to improve? What could be the one thing that if I were to put time and intention and energy into that everything else would get a little bit easier? Yeah. So in our first episode last week, we went over all the stuff that you can work on to get better at gaming, like sleep, nutrition, exercise, things like that. And so when you're talking about, um, you know, spending two weeks on sleep, this kind of reminds me of I'm getting really into rock climbing and my coach and I were talking about um, peer periodization of my training and saying, okay, for two weeks, I want you to focus on power. For two weeks, I want you to focus on hand strength. And for two weeks, I want you to focus on you know, your, the aerobic respiration of your forearms. Um, yep. So uh, it kind of sounds like you're talking about periodization of like esports lifestyle in general. So I, I don't know what, uh, well, yeah, can you explain you're, that you're to me? You're teaming up. I love this. Okay. Uh, so what I kind of, what I love to like call all of that is you wrap all that up in this overarching theme of a performance lifestyle. Okay, so you identify the areas in which you want to improve, the areas which you're great at, and then you start to think about, okay, like, it's not so much the doing, it's who are you being? How are you showing up? And I talk about that a lot. It's a lot of ontological. It's the way of being, right? And so when you think around, like, well, I want to show up, I want to be energized, I want to be focused, I want to be diligent with my practice. Okay, cool. So that's, like, how you want to show up. Then it's, okay, what are the things that I need to do in order for me to do that effectively and efficiently and consistently over time? And so with periodization, I think oftentimes people try to do too much too soon, too often. So kudos for your coach to saying, hey, you know, we're going to focus on power, then we're going to focus on the speed or the forearms, whatever it may be for the rock climbing context. For gaming, it's, I kind of see these five buckets, right? So you have game knowledge, uh, game sense, you have mechanical skill, teamwork communication, and tactical decision-making. So it could be these five areas that you look at and say, okay, well, what are the ways in which I want to start tweaking those things? And then for periodization, without trying to, without getting too deep in the weeds, because periodization is a whole, I mean, that's like a, hours and hours. And this is the stuff that I love. But really what you're focusing on is a, a few variables, volume, density, intensity, and frequency. Volume, density, intensity, and frequency. And so when you look at your day, your week, your month, your quarter, your year, what you're really trying to do is come up with a formula that works best for you where you can manipulate and variate all these different variables over time. So that could look like, um, you know, volume could be total practice time, total practice hours. Let's just use that as an example. So most teams and players that I speak with, they're like, I ask them, hey, so what's practice look like? on a given day, you know, hey, it's like two to three scrim blocks, you know, we do a little bit of VOD review. I'm like, cool, like, what does the week look like? Well, it's like the same. I'm like, cool, so it's the same thing every day. And like, what about on like a game week? Oh, it's pretty much the same. Or we have like, you know, a break before or a break after. I'm like, cool, so how's that working out for you? And, you know, classic Dr. Phil. And really what comes up is there's just a lot of burnout, right? Mm -hmm. There's not enough variation in the training stimulus. And that's why looking at, uh, changing different volumes, like different practice uh, hours, total volume played on any given day is really important. Intensity is kind of hard to measure with esports, but I would say what I've been using with a lot of people is just rate of perceived exertion, you know? So for that day on a scale from one to five, it's like how hard, how challenging was that day? And that's a really good indicator for coaches and players to then say, okay, well, Coaches have their own understanding of like, hey, my assumption is this day would be like a three. But if players say, man, that was like a four or five, 
And if across the board players are feeling that, well, chances are there are other external factors that are really starting to stress them. And so it becomes a conversation starter where you can start to pick apart and it could be an individual thing or a team thing to think around, okay, well, do we need to have more variation throughout the week to allow for more recovery, both neural and physical? Mm -hmm. uh, the density is the scrim blocks. So how much work is being done in a given period of time and how much rest is happening in between? Now, it could be very beneficial to stack scrim blocks back to back where you have, you know, four hours back to back if it's an esport that has tournaments, you know, where you're actually going and competing and you're playing long stints for a long period of time, you can train for that. It's also beneficial to have more space in between so that you can actually process. So working with teams and coaches and saying, hey, you know, let's do a proper briefing and then a proper debrief to allow yourself to actually process and get the information so that at the end of that day, when you do your daily debrief, you have talking points to revisit. Because what I've found is players and coaches just roll into the next scrim block mm -hmm. and maybe they take five minutes and it's just not enough time. And sometimes, you know, granted to the schedule, you can't really do that, but it's at least being mindful of that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that was volume. That was intensity. Density and frequency is how much it's happening over the course of the week. So one of the things that I like doing with players and coaches is saying, okay, let's think around three different uh, days, A, B, and C. We did this for the 49ers and we did this for our college teams as well. It's like, okay, you have an A day. You have eight hours in this day. What is like flying, just getting after it? What does that day look like? Maybe it's three scrim blocks. Maybe it's the VOD reviews. It's the debriefs, whatever it may be. Like, boom, that is a full stack day. Well, your B day is still eight hours, but you're going to change what happens within that, those time blocks a little bit different. So maybe it's two scrim blocks. And maybe it's a little bit longer VOD review. Maybe it's some solo queue. Your C day is still your eight hours, but maybe it's more individual mechanical practice. Maybe it's one scrim block. Maybe it's more VOD, or maybe it's just more of a light day overall where you're allowing them to kind of reset and you know, recover so they can come back and do it the next day. And so then getting back to the periodization, you can then look at, okay, well, what is my day? What does my week look like? And when am I playing my games? Because that's the most important day of the week. And you start to work backwards. And the periodization, the magic of periodization both for the individual and for the team, is how do you start to play with these different variables working backwards from when it matters most, game day, and get them to a place where they feel primed, energized, focused, dialed in across the board, well-rested, so that they can do what they need to do, and that is the peak performance. Mm -hmm. I love this because no matter who is listening, what, what skill level they are, they can all take something away from that. Like if you're an eSports pro and eSports coach, you can you should furiously be scribbling notes right now but even yeah, if you're even if you're early on in your life even if you're early on in your career and your training one thing you can take away from that is you should not be solo queuing for 8 hours a day doing the same thing over and over again like people are always like practice makes perfect no practice can make you worse depending on how you're practicing right so like i love that what you're saying it's just it's the basics and anyone can take anything from it and it just, so why I call it performance lifestyle is that's, you know, the game specific aspect of it. But if you take a step back and you look at it, you could essentially, you could periodize your entire life. And it's not to say you want to fit everything in these little boxes and you have to control every little thing, but be mindful. It's like, Hey, if I've got, if I've got an, if I've got an A day where it's an eight hour day where I'm just flying off the handle, well, then chances are I want to have some like R&R &R and I want to recover. So like, what does that look like for me? What are the tools in my toolbox that allows me to recover from those days? 
And so it really, I mean, there is no difference between whether you're training for competition or just training for the game of life. We talked about this before we started recording, like newsflash, uh, the game of life is the most badass game you will ever play. And being able to know yourself and how to navigate that and start to build up this robust toolbox with all the, you know, you had the previous conversation around the sleep and nutrition, like these things are very valuable. But then how do you piece it all together? And this kind of comes back to the journaling, the self-examination and just taking it step by step. I mean, it's, again, I think a lot of people try to do too much too soon, too often. So if you just bite off little chunks and enjoy the process, Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about this all the time, the dopamine release that happens along the way as you're striving to reach a goal, you know, if you can do a great job of uh, appreciating and acknowledging and being proud of yourself for that journey, I mean, the destination is just a destination. You know, it's all about the journey and the process of what gets you there. Because you don't want to get to that end point and be like, oh, that was cool. Now what? And look back and not even appreciate the process and the sacrifices that were made to get you to that point. You want to love and embrace the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Oh, my God. I have chills. I, I, like, I literally write down so much stuff while we're talking, like while we're doing that. So you're talking about so many awesome things in this performance lifestyle you're talking about can be applicable not just to gaming but to, to everything so we talked about journaling introspection mindfulness um being intelligent with the way you're training what other aspects do you think are like super essential to a performance lifestyle yeah i mean i think um everybody loves to talk about biohacking you know the the biggest hack the biggest performance in my opinion Right. And I, I made a tweet about this the other day. It's like, I'm only an expert in my own perspective. That's it. Right. So my perspective is the greatest hack or performance tip you could ever give yourself is changing the narrative and conversation with yourself. Right. Being able to release the limiting beliefs, being able to understand the process of breakthroughs, you know, acknowledge the breakdown to get you through a breakthrough. I mean, that's magic. And so the more that you can do that and change your dialogue with yourself, the more powerful and authentic you become so that you can show up and do this thing called life. And then you just start showing up differently. You start carrying yourself differently. You start to understand and appreciate the value of eating well and sleeping well because it starts to fuel your body, mind, heart, and spirit. And you just start to live into that. And so for me, it's, it's again, it comes back to self. It's, it's knowing yourself. And there's so many different ways to understand and look at that. And then the integration of that, like when you start to have those breakthroughs, it's, and then you say, how do I, how do I make this actionable? Like, how do I make this stick? You know, and the more sticky you can make it for yourself, the more powerful you become. I, I love this because I, I've started every response with, I love this because I really do love this. Um, <laughs> but I, one of the things that you're talking about, your your limiting beliefs, these things that you tell yourself that are holding you and only you back. And I think we, we definitely walk around believing our excuses a lot. But one of the things is, is we have this conception because of social media and because of the, the media as a whole that everything should be perfect all the time. And if you're not moving forward, you're not moving forward. But there's this really good quote from this book, um, Everything Was Beautiful and Nothing Hurt. And this guy is looking at this slaughterhouse and it was terrible. And he's like, oh, yeah, everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. And he's making a he's, – he's being – you know, he's not being serious. And what I love about that quote is – you have to enjoy the grind. You have to enjoy the setbacks and the failures because they're not failures and they're not setbacks. They're you making this huge personal growth, realizing, oh my gosh, this thing that I thought was right is no longer correct and here's a better way of doing things. 
And I think that is so important. And one of those things we tell ourselves, we're like, oh, we didn't get that job. Oh, this didn't go as planned. That's bad. I'm bad. No, you're growing and you're learning and you're improving. And so I just, that's what you're saying. Yeah, you're finding your edge. I mean, it's one of the most exciting things if you choose to see it that way, Mm -hmm. right? It's like all of the setbacks and the triumphs and the the peaks and the valleys. I mean, it's all good. It's all great. It's all wonderful. Actually, I I don't even like saying it's good because there's no good, bad, right or wrong. It's just what is. It is it's how it is. things are and it's what is. That's what life is. It's how it shows up and presents itself to you. So then your perception of that and how you choose to navigate that changes everything. So the the setbacks or, you know, not getting that job or not, you know, not making that team or as a coach losing a championship or missing out on any aspect of it. I mean, it's all incredible insight and feedback for how you can really, you know, piece it together and be like, okay, like, what can I, what can I change? What needs Mm -hmm. to change? What doesn't need to change? Do I want to change? I mean, that's a great question to ask yourself too. It's like, oh, there's all these things that I could do. Like, am I interested in that? Like, try that on, try it on and like have that experience and visualize yourself as that person. Mm -hmm. Like one of the most powerful tools, one of the, one of my mentors, he does a lot of psychological preparation for Navy SEALs and special ops and I mean, he is on a whole other level. And one of the things that we talk about quite a lot is, you know, one of the easiest ways to uh, get yourself in the the mindset or this way of being of this, uh, you know, ideal self, whatever the ideal self is, is method acting, is envision yourself as that person. And what would that person do in the situation? So if you want to be like Jason Bourne, cool, calm, collected, you know, what would Jason Bourne do? Like WWJD. You know, it's like, what, what, what would Jason Bourne do? You know, <laughs> like how would he for. respond in this moment? You know, how would he show up? What are the things he would be thinking? And you can start to try that on. And it becomes part of like who you are and who you become. Yeah. I'm more of a Liam Neeson, you know. Yeah. Folks, yeah. So, you know, what is his line? He's like, I have I a very unique set of skills. A unique set of skills and I will find you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, well, I feel like I could talk about this for 47 more hours with you, but unfortunately yeah. we are almost out of time. So I, my last question, you talked about so many amazing things that people can take and improve and, and do tomorrow and make their game better. So I want you to pick what is your POG RX, your one prescription you're writing, not medical advice, uh, to make people what they can work on tonight to be better at gaming? I would say... Um... Get really clear on your goals. Kind of coming back to the outcome and behaviors. You know, get really clear on your on what that looks like for you. What it looks like, what it feels like, what your environment is like, the people you want to surround yourself with. Like if you were that person that was on that championship team, how does that look, feel, smell, taste, all of it? And then start to think around, okay, like what needs to be true for me in order to go do that? Because then that'll point you in the direction of the areas of strengths and areas of improvements. And that kind of gives you a roadmap. I think a lot of people, a lot of people that I've talked to, I mean, they're like, man, I just want to do all these things. Like, where do I start? I'm like, that's a great question. Have you clearly defined where you want to go? And they're like, "Ah, kind Kind of. I'm like, cool, let's get really clear on that. Like, what do you want your life to look like, man? And how do you want to be showing up? Like, what's true for you? And it can change and that's totally awesome. Like it'll probably change many times, you know, like you and I, our careers have changed and like zigzag all over the place. It'll continue to change, but being really clear. And actually, as I say that, I think being really clear on what you value, 
And so it's, you can apply that to gaming, you can apply it to life, you can apply it to everything. Just be really clear on what your values are. And then that'll inform a lot of choices and how you navigate the world. I, I, I am just so into that, you, what your values are, because I think we're pushed at a young age to pick a career really quickly. And when we are 18, 19, 20, the things we value are really different than the things we value when we're 40, 50, 60. Because when you're that young and you don't come from a place of privilege, you know, money is a huge driving force. You're like, I need money. I want money. Um, and so sometimes we're pushed into careers that we might be skilled for, but we don't value. And for me, that was definitely the case. Um, you know, I went into medicine for the wrong reasons and was deciding career paths. I was like, okay, do I want to take this cush sports medicine job and make a bunch of money? Or do I want to do this esports thing? What do I value? And what I value is autonomy. I value quality of care. I value networking connections and making a difference. And and that pushed me into a completely different career path. My life would be so different right now. I might be able to catch that fly that's buzzing around, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> catch it. So I, setting, figuring out what you value is huge, is huge. And can't be even touched. You know, people might be listening and be like, well, what does that mean? It's, it's a journey. It's a journey. And like Taylor said, it's always going to change and it's always going to grow and it's always going to evolve. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it can be ambiguous. And... That's also kind of life, right? Yeah. So get really good at being with whatever shows up and presents itself in your life. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, I talk a lot. It, for me, a lot of performance is not like, um, it's no longer about just like the sleep, the nutrition, things like that. It's like who, who you are as a person, yeah. right? So the thing I'll leave you with, Peter Crone has this amazing quote and says that the universe will provide you with people and circumstances to reveal the ways in which you're not free. So what does that mean? Life is going to give you people, circumstances, experiences that trigger you, that piss you off, that maybe excite you, maybe brings you joy. And all of that is there for you to look at and work through and try on and be with. And that helps you navigate life. It's a beautiful thing. You just got to choose to see it that way. And if there's any questions around that, you can feel free to hit me up. That's the stuff I love to talk about and totally open to diving into that. Where's the best place for people to hit you up? Because I'm sure lots of people are going to be interested in learning more about that. Yeah, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Coach T. Johnson, um, or Coach Taylor. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I don't even know my... Yeah, Sorry, it's below Coach you. T. You're good. Yeah. Coach T. underscore Johnson. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah. Coach Taylor, yeah, this has been amazing. Every time I talk to you, I learn more. My brain gets bigger. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today and, and keep crushing. Seriously. That is it for our show today. I hope you've learned at least one thing that you can take home and make yourself a better gamer. You know, the name of the show is PogRx. So after every show, please go on Twitter and check out our play of the game that we have chosen from our community. If you think you're the best, if you think your play deserves to be highlighted, make sure to give me a tag at GamerDoc underscore so we can get you featured. So go ahead and go over to Twitter and check that out for us. That is it. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay happy, stay healthy. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor. And yes, you may need help. But this is the internet. And this is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Thank you and have a very nice day.